0: I asked my daughter this week, how come she doesn't listen to my podcast? She replied, I don't know. To which I said, is it because my listeners hear the content once a week and you have to listen to this crap every day? (laughs) Looking out of the corner of her eye with a wry smile, she said, maybe. Touche, kid. (laughs) Touche. This is the Quest for Life podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quest for Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover, and I'm fiercely passionate about my faith, family, and friends, and all the blessings each brings into my life. Throughout history, psychologists, neuroscientists, and philosophers have tried to understand humor, which is to say, why we laugh. One school of thought is that people find humor in the misfortunes of others, in outward expressions of forbidden or taboo emotions, and or the violation of social norms and expectations. Psychologist Christian Jarrett, the deputy editor of the digital magazine Psyche, explains that the concept of humor is elusive. While everyone understands intuitively what humor is, it's difficult to define in a way that encompasses all its aspects. Humor may evoke a short smile, up to explosive laughter, and it can be conveyed by words, images, or actions. So think photos, movies, plays, or skits. It can take a variety of form forms, from innocent jokes, to biting sarcasm, to political satire, to physical gags. It's interesting to note that historically psychologists framed humor negatively, viewing it as a way for people to be demeaning or disparaging of others, as a way to demonstrate superiority or vulgarity. As a result, people considered humor as an undesirable behavior and something that should be avoided. Fortunately, advanced research has shed a favorable light on humor with the development of the field known as positive psychology, which examines what people do well, and humor is something people tend to do quite well. Having an appreciation of humor correlates positively with other strengths, such as gaining wisdom and having a love for learning, both of which lead to a greater sense of emotional well-being and optimism. Despite the fact that humor is observed in all cultures and at all stages of human development, I mean, after all, babies start laughing as early as three months old, And even without a full understanding of humor and the science of laughter, it's clear that humor is an essential element to the human condition in terms of creating healthy social function in addition to the myriad health benefits associated with laughing. But before I delve too deeply into each of those areas, I'm going to spend a few minutes discussing two types of laughter, voluntary and spontaneous. When most people think about laughter, they think spontaneous laughter, but voluntary laughter serves as an important social function as it helps make conversations run smoothly. This type of controlled laughter features increased activity in the frontal and motor areas of our brain, which are associated with planning and language. I see this frequently when people are unsure of themselves or uncomfortable either with the social setting or the topic under discussion, whereby they laugh after saying something to help ease their tension in the moment. In social settings, people tend to be pretty adept at differentiating between voluntary or controlled laughter versus spontaneous laughter. For example, a study performed in 2019 tested whether a joke was funnier after hearing laughs, like those used on sitcoms with laugh tracks on shows like Friends or Seinfeld. Participants in the study were asked to rate jokes that were followed by laughter versus jokes followed by silence researchers found that participants rated jokes as being funnier when followed by laughter, supporting the notion that laughter is connected to social settings rather than the joke itself. In fact, research shows that people are 30 times more likely to laugh in a group or with other people versus when they're by themselves. Conversely, spontaneous laughter involves increased brain activity in the deeper structures of the brain, such as the hypothalamus. This is an almond-sized gland that regulates several physiological processes like hormonal balance and appetite. And as the label suggests, spontaneous laughter is unexpected and largely involuntary. And we experience this when we see, hear, or read something that violates our expectations this is known as the theory of incongruity in which people laugh spontaneously as a solution to an apparent inconsistency between their expectations and reality for example on the first day of each semester i basically do a 10-minute stand-up comedy routine to my brand new students after all the first day of class tends to be a little Uh, a little stressful. There's tension. The students don't know what to expect from their instructor. They don't know if they're going to see their classmates uh, that they don't like and wondering if they have to sit next to them. They don't know what the class is necessarily about. So what I do is I try to be more relatable to them, but I do it in a joking manner. Now, if you spend any kind of time with Uh, with millennials and Gen Z, you know that they have their own language. So I end up putting up on the PowerPoint screen certain words that resonate with them like lit or certain phrases like throwing shade. Now I didn't know what any of these meant a number of years ago, but I've I've learned from them and I've appreciated that learning. And this one particular word that really stands out is thick and it spelled t h i c c and i had a student that actually used that as a screen name on a kahoot exam review and i asked what that was and I was told I don't want to tell you and so then I did what any enterprising middle-aged man does I visited Urban Dictionary and you all get that Urban, Urban Dictionary and Walmart are very much the same things where you cannot unsee some of the things that you see in either place and I learned what that was and then I thought about hey this might be interesting to apply to my wife so she came home and I'm like hey babe you thick and that didn't land all that well with my wife because she didn't understand fully what the context of that was. But that's one of those moments where uh, my students are able to engage in spontaneous laughter because what their expectation uh, was going into the class was dramatically inconsistent with what, I, uh, what my presentation was on the first day of class. So it, it definitely underscores the notion that, that laughter can cut through tension so back to this in in either case voluntary or spontaneous laughter serves as a type of communication i I think that's self-evident specifically in both humans and primates laughter informs others that the situation is for the most part relaxed safe and okay and we all know that it's fun to have a good laugh but wait until you learn about the health benefits associated with laughter in researching this episode i was quite surprised and quite frankly I was blown away as to the depth and breadth of the benefits including benefits to physical mental and social health let's start with the physical health benefits first laughter relaxes the whole body as it relieves tension and stress and according to research leaves our muscles relaxed up to 45 minutes post laughter the next health benefit is that laughter boosts our immune system It decreases stress hormones while simultaneously increasing the creation of immune cells and infection-fighting antibodies. In a way, the result of laughter serves as a shield for our resistance to illness and disease. Further still, laughter protects the heart due to improvements in the function of blood vessels and increases in blood flow. In combination, both of those things can aid in, reduce, in, in the reduced risk of heart attack and other cardiovascular problems. Still, another physical health benefit is that laughter burns calories. In fact, research shows that laughing for 10 to 15 minutes a day can burn in upwards of 40 calories per day, which is the rough equivalent of 4 pounds of body fat per year. Make no mistake, there's no substitute for regular physical activity, as we all know, but making it a point to laugh every day certainly doesn't hurt in the pursuit of a fitness or fat loss goal. Finally, a study conducted in Norway found that people with a strong sense of humor lived longer than individuals that didn't laugh as much, and the difference was most notable in cancer patients. In summary, the physical health benefits of laughter are significant with respect to boosting immunity, lowering stress hormones, decreasing pain, relaxing muscles, and preventing heart disease. So let's see if it works. Knock, knock. Who's there? Leon. Leon who? Leon me when you're not strong. All right. All singing and joking aside. Uh, in addition to the physical health benefits, laughter contributes positively to mental health by way of giving, more pe- giving people more courage and strength to identify new and different sources of purpose and hope. And The effects of laughter are contagious as simply hearing laughter primes the brain for experiencing joy. As for the mental health benefits, laughter can stop dis- distressing emotions in their tracks Put differently, a person can experience anger or can't experience anger or sadness when they're laughing. Let me repeat that. A person can't experience anger or sadness when they're laughing. Next, laughter helps people relax and recharge. Along with the reduction of stress, laughter increases energy, which contributes favorably to mental attention and focus. Another mental health benefit is that laughter allows people to shift their perspective, allowing them to perceive situations as less threatening and even viewing them as more realistic because humor allows people to create psychological distance between our perceptions of negativity relative to what is more objectively real. I do want to reemphasize that point. It allows us to shift our mindset away from things that are perceived as negative or less threatening and really allows us to f- focus our, uh, our attention on what those things that are more objectively real. And the laughter allows, it, allows that to happen because it creates the psychological distance between what we, we perceive as negative versus what is more objectively real. Finally, laughter can enhance people's mental, uh, mental health. Because it br- brings people closer together, which is to say that people bond when they laugh. I had a former boss. His name's Steve, and we had to do basically a road show to save a number of our key accounts. Go, this is going back about uh, about fourteen or fifteen years, and we we went to five states in two days, and we were we were airport hopping, and I don't know what what we were uh, talking about beforehand, but we ended up talking about, of all things, garden variety diverticulitis as, as if that is a thing. And we were in the Boise airport sitting on the stool, seemingly um, just losing our minds over something like that. And it was really, really interesting how that laughed served as a way to connect us and we've stayed in touch he's a friend and a mentor and has been ever since and you can almost parallel parallel you know laughing like that with someone else to crying with someone else and in terms of deepening the bond between people so i don't know what garden variety diverticulitis is but it it's, it must be a thing so in summary, mental, the mental health benefits of laughter include adding joy to life, easing stress, tension, anxiety, it improves mood, and it strengthens resilience. So let's see if it works. A skeleton walks into a bar and says, bartender, I'll have one beer and a mop. <laughs> All right, getting back to this as for the social health benefits, as mentioned earlier, social, social, situations, <laughs> social situations enhance humor beyond the jokes themselves by virtue of being in the social settings in the first place. People engage with other, others on a deeper, richer level when we spend time with them, and laughter enhances the bond, as I mentioned earlier with Steve shared laughter serves as one of the most effective tools for keeping relationships fresh while also helping heal from disagreements and lingering feelings of resentment thus deepening our emotional connection with others specifically some some benefits include being able to let go of defensiveness and in the midst of laughing people tend to forget about criticism and or doubts which in turn allows people to release their inhibitions Another social benefit that laughter can give people is the ability to express their true feelings because it allows for deeply held feelings to rise to the surface. And lastly, laughter is a wonderful tool to help reduce interpersonal tension and conflict, especially when emotions are escalated. Whether it's with coworkers, family or friends, or a significant other, using humor to help soften disagreements lowers everyone's stress level and lifts up relationships rather than tearing them down. In summary, the social benefits of laughter include helping promoting bonding, diffusing conflict, enhancing teamwork, attracting others to us, and strengthening our relationships. Let's see if it works. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. You you can't go wrong with dad jokes. As we near the end of another episode of the Quest for Life podcast, consider two things. Number one, creating opportunities to laugh every day. And number two, ways to develop a sense of humor or a heightened sense of humor. Here are some ways to create opportunities to laugh every day. Watch a funny movie. Watch a funny TV show. Watch a funny video. I, I don't know why, but I've always gotten a kick out of watching videos where people hurt themselves. It, it or people you know, whether, they're, whether they're falling downstairs or they are skateboarders that uh, end up uh, end up in a compromised position in you know, with a hand railing or or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but those types of things. Uh, make me laugh even when I'm by myself and I'm pretty sure that's the only thing the only type of humor that makes me laugh when I'm by myself otherwise uh, it, it's driven by social settings so you can watch uh, funny movies, videos, TV shows invite friends or coworkers to see a comedian you can proactively share a joke or funny story maybe you playing with a pet or animal goofing around with children is a wonderful way to, uh, to laugh every day Hosting a game night with friends or making time for fun activities like bowling or karaoke. Karaoke is the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to uh, laughter with regard to developing a sense of humor the starting point is to first not take ourselves too seriously and have a willingness to laugh at our own mistakes or or, our own foibles or our own peccadillo's one of the things i find fascinating about aging is how hair grows or how hair doesn't grow where if you wear if you work in a professional setting you're as men you're wearing socks that come up to mid-calf well i don't have any leg hair from my mid calf down anymore. It's just simply won't grow. It's super soft skin, but it just simply won't grow. While simultaneously um, checking my my face and my ears, you know, first thing in the morning to make sure I'm presentable to the world and everything looks good. And then all of a sudden I come home after an eight, 10, 12 hour day, and I've got a half inch hair sticking out of my left earlobe. That was not there in the morning. Being able to point those things out and laugh at those things Rather than you know, rather than experience shame for those things happening is, is absolutely a wonderful way to develop sense of humor. And instead of feeling self-conscious or embarrassed or even defensive by our imperfect, our imperfections or our mistakes, we should consider reframing these situations. So said differently, instead of poo-pooing the bad in situations, find ways to laugh at the absurdity that comes with life. When something negative happens, try to find the irony in it. Now what I'm not saying is that we shouldn't take negative situations seriously. We should, but when appropriate, reframe the situation to help ease the tension. Still another way to develop sense of humor is to find your inner child. After all, children love to play, have a good time, and laugh. And we can learn a great deal by observing children. In fact, their approach to life is often better, more natural, and more honest than the approach that adults take. Finally, don't go a day without laughing. Heck, we've already established that it can contribute to your fitness goal above and beyond the other benefits that I outlined. Consider setting aside 10 to 15 minutes a day to veg and do something that brings you joy. Do something that brings a smile to your face. A smile is a precursor to laughing. So setting aside this time sets the stage for laughter. And as I've gotten older, I've looked for things in life that have little to no downside with the thought that there is no reason not to do those things because even if they don't bring me joy, they aren't likely to bring me pain. Laughing is one of those things in virtually every context. There's just no downside to to laughter or developing a sense of humor. Lord knows the world needs more laughter. As always, it's food for thought, fellow Questers. Be sure to pass this episode on to a friend. The show continues to grow and I'm forever grateful. You can visit the show at thequestforlife.com. That's thequestnumberforlife.com. Thank you for joining the conversation.